Well, look at that. You blink and you're basically to the next weekend. It's Friday, and that means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. Well, as you know, last week we wrapped up a series on why Jesus came, and this week we're going to start a new series uh, called About the Names of God. And there's a verse in Hebrews that says that him that cometh to God, in Hebrews 11, I believe it's verse 6, says him that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And when I was working at the Guiding Light Mission, um, a, a young man, or one of the people that was in residence there, asked me about that verse. He said, well, why does it say believe that he is? He is what? And I and I started to think about it, and I realized for the first time, or or at least afresh at that time, that the reason it says believe that he is is because anything positive that you can think of that we need in our lives, God is. Ah. And the names of God help to highlight some of those positive things we need, which is why I decided start this series and it will be the same way as other series we've done where we'll um, do them throughout the weeks and months to come but we will take breaks um, to have other content as well so just continue to listen and as always these podcasts are available free of charge from the website so you can download them if you wish and if you want a CD copy of the series, I can make sure that you get that as well. But um, today we're just going to introduce the names of God that we're going to be selecting. Now, I saw on a uh, on a website that there was 923 unique names for God in the Bible. Wow. Um, we're not going to go through all 923 <laughs> on the podcast systematically, although you could... We're going to do five, and we may come back and do a second series later with more, but these are just five that I chose, and we're going to highlight them. But before we do that, Adam, why don't you give us our quote of the day? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. It's Proverbs 16.10. Now, there is a, a, a camp song that I used to sing or that we used to sing at a camp we used to go to. Um, and I'm going to do something I haven't really done on the podcast. I'm going to try to sing it. And it goes like this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and they are saved. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord, most high, oh, most high. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
the righteous run into it, and they are safe. All right, so that's a little flashback to my lake and camp days, and I hope that um, that comes across well on the audio. I know I didn't lose my breath doing that song, so that's a good <laughs> sign because I often have that issue. But the reason I chose this verse to kick us off is because we are going to be talking, as I said, about the names of God. So we're just going to go through this list, and then each uh, episode that follows in this series, you will try to do a whole episode based on each of these names to go more in-depth. So the first name we're going to talk about in this series is Abba. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, 6 there. And this is such a, a, a blessed uh, verse to me, um, and especially if you've seen the movie The Passion of the Christ, because you, you see him in the garden, and the, the, uh, the movie is in Aramaic. And so he's praying for God to take the cup from him, the, the burden of having to die for the, the whole world. But then he says, thine will be done. And you hear him crying out, Abba, Abba, Father. And the fact that we can cry the same thing, uh, that's just amazing. It's just a wonderful thought to think that we can have that, um, that relationship, that intimacy with him. And then uh, the second one is Alpha and Omega. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. It's Revelation 1.8. And this is a key for us because um, Jesus, even though as a man he had a beginning because he became a baby and was born into a manger and lived 33 years of earthly life, he existed before he chose to become a baby. Um, and to me, that that's mind-boggling that he would, at some point in eternity past, say to God the Father, I'm going to become a baby so that I can teach these people how to live a perfect life and so that I can die on the cross for them. Because the Bible tells us that before the foundations of the world, he knew what he was going to do. Um, so, Adam, do you have any thoughts on these first two names? You know, I remember growing up, always, you know, praying to God, going to church, but that was just that you'd call him just God or, or Lord, which is good. It was a good start. But then once you get to that realization of, of how big God is, those thoughts start running through your mind that you're like, okay, he's not just God. He's my, he's my father. He created me. Um, he loves me so much that he created me and then is with me every second of, of every day and, and how he's the beginning and the end. And I got to tell you, that, that totally takes the relationship at least personally, to the next level because, like you said, it's like screaming out to your father because he is our father. And I remember when that clicked, it, it just it becomes so much more so much more intimate. And you get to know God that much deeper to think he's not just this being who went, oh, here you are, but father that, that molded you, that created you, and you can cry out to him. It's, it's pretty overwhelming, actually, but in an awesome way. Yeah, it, it is. And so our, our third name... Um, that we're going to talk about is the ancient of days. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, 
and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. It's Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 10. And as I was saying earlier, he had a plan uh, before the beginning of time. And I like the end phrase here. It says, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Mm. That's such an encouragement to me because even when I mess up, even when I do things wrong and when I get off the path, um, which just to give an analogy of that, when I was working as a camp counselor, we would do this um, pre-camp song every year on Sunday night as the camp was kicking off. Sunday night for dinner, and one of the rules of camp that was in that camp song is don't step off the path because we wanted to make sure that the kids didn't get poison ivy or poison oak or any of those uh, crazy or crazy things that would happen if they went off the designated paths for the camp. Yeah. And I just see the spiritual analogy of that. Um, we're, we're, Lord willing, going to be, be bringing you Pilgrim's Progress very soon. I know I've, I've said that off and on through the months, but I'm finally beginning to put that together. And that's another analogy of God just keeping us um, on his path and just that he will accomplish everything. I mean, he already had in his mind as he's writing, as he's encouraging Isaiah to write these words um, to the children of Israel, he already had in his mind that Jesus was going to come. He told Eve Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3 that he already had a plan to redeem mankind right after the garden. The garden was not a surprise to them. The fact that they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not a surprise to God. He knew they were going to do it, but he had a plan. And uh, so he says, I am God. You know, he doesn't say I was God. He doesn't say I will be God. He says, I am God. And it's kind of like what Jesus said when he said before Abraham was, I am he didn't say I was. He said I am because he is in a way beyond our comprehension, existent beyond time, outside of time, in a way that he just is. Kind of like him that cometh to God, as I said um, earlier, must believe that he is. Not that he was, not, not just that he will be, but that he is. And so I think that's important. All right. Then the anointed one. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the Hold on, I can get propitiation. That. The propitiation for our sins. It's 1 John 4.10. Challenging Adam once again with, <laughs> with his vocabulary. I'm spiritually and mentally learning today. Uh, um, for those that may be listening for the first time, that's not the first time I've done that to Adam. <laughs> no, no. And probably will not be the last. No, it's kind of like a guy in a pool who's like, throw me a life raft <laughs> in those moments. Uh, but, uh, but the cool thing here is um, that God sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He had a plan in sending his son. Um, instead of Jesus, that he... Um, came to do the will of his father. He said, I come not to do mine own will, but the will of him who sent me. Um, he was the one that cho was chosen by God to redeem us. And, um, and that's seen in the early parts of the Gospels when 
John the Baptist baptizes him, which John the Baptist is like, Jesus, you're God, you should be baptizing me. But right. Jesus says, this is the way it should, needs to be. And as Jesus comes up out of the water, God says in a very clear voice, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And sometimes I think about what it might have been like to be there that day and actually hear those words, how yeah. exciting that would be. But we're going to hear those type of words when we get to heaven because God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. And so um, we just see that God anointed him and made him uh, his messenger to the world. And then he died for our sins. He didn't just come with a message. He came as the fulfillment of that message. And I think that's key. Adam, any thoughts before we go to our final one? Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I've never heard the name the Ancient of Days for God before, and I just find that so fascinating. Uh, like you mentioned where, you know, God's saying, you know, I basically, I am the days, I am the ancient, I am the present, I am the future. It's, it's his way of declaring, like, you know, I, well, I am. And it's so interesting that uh, that's, that's the name, at least one of the names out of, I think you said like 900 or something, that uh, that was picked. So I think it's cool when we get to learn more about God, especially God the Father like this, because obviously you learn about him in the Bible, but sometimes he's so amazing and huge and, and wonderful. Like sometimes it's hard to kind of connect the dots to learn more about him, so to be able to hear about his names and such, it's just really cool. All right. And then our final one for this series, and as we've already alluded to a couple times, by no means exhausted, are exhaustive. And I would encourage you to do your own study of the names of God. Um, but the everlasting God. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. It's Psalm 90, verses 1 through 2. And Adam, uh, let's switch it up a little bit, and I want to get your observations first, and then I will, I will um, end the show. Sure. I think it's so interesting, the first line right there where it says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Um, that hits me so hard in the fact that, like, that's proof that God has been always Always, ever, ever since he created the first, like it says in there, uh, the, the first mountain, the first rock, uh, he's always existed and he's always been there, not just for you, not just for me, but for every single person and thing he's created. Um, he's truly the everlasting God. Blows me away. Yeah, and I, I again, just look at the fact that um, God was is beyond time. Mm -hmm. that Jesus was there. It says in John chapter 1 that he was there when everything was made, and without him was not anything made, that, that somehow these three persons of the Godhead, which are at once three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and one person, again, beyond our comprehension, but still true, and, you know, they uh, worked together. Uh, they said, let's make man in our image. After they made all these other creations, they made us because they thought that, that the creation was not complete until we were made. And that is, that is mind-boggling in its own way. That Have you ever stopped to think that at some point in eternity past, God said the world needs Adam McNutt? 
mm-hmm. God said the world needs Andrew Gamerson. And it doesn't make a, I mean, it, it's such a, the Christian life is such a juxtaposition because in, on one hand, you're like, I'm not worthy of the gospel. I'm not worthy of what God has given me because I'm a sinner, because without God, my heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I'll, I'll never be good enough. But on the other hand, God says, I made you in the image of God, and I decided, I formed you in your mother's womb. I decided that you would be born. I decided when you would be born. And and the Bible actually even goes as far as to say that all the days of our life are decided by him and written in a book. Somewhere there's a book. I don't know if it's a literal book that he has on a shelf somewhere in heaven or if it's just a figure of speech to tell us that he knows the end from the beginning and he wrote it all down and he knows what, what path we are to take. And, um, that, um, you know, there are verses that allude to that, that thou knowest the path that I take. And, you know, um, and I know a couple of people have been in here doing interviews and they talk about a verse in the Psalms that says, you know, um, thy path is life or something to that effect. I'm not, uh, remembering the verse off the top of my head but and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore it's because god had a plan and he's working out that plan in and through us and sometimes around us to make things happen when i look at all the people that god has allowed us to interact with and intersect with through the speaking for him podcast and when i look at the people who knew people who knew people and just, you know, you, even just looking at Facebook and, and you, you see who ever, you know, you see all the people that you're mutual friends with. And every once in a while, there'll be one and you're like, I didn't even know these two people knew each other. Right. I know I know them, but I didn't know this other person that I know knows them. And it's just really exciting um, to see how God weaves people together. And it's just one of those things where he's showing I'm the everlasting God. I have all this in hand all this plan you just have to in a, in a sense you just have to be along for the ride but as you follow him and as you walk in his ways he will illumine more of the journey and hopefully as we learn more about these names of god it will help us to continue to stay close to god and continue to serve the one who has done so much for us so i definitely appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast um, please uh, take the opportunity to share it with at least one friend if you find it um, worthwhile. And uh, just know that we are excited to continue to sh- con- to share the love of God through this podcast. Uh, it's hard to believe that uh, we're, we're coming up faster than we realize on um, five years of doing this. Um, to me, that that's mind-boggling. Um, and I'm very thankful for all the things that have uh, come together for that to happen. Um, and I will continue to talk about that more in the weeks to come as we uh, prepare for our 300th show, which, uh, oh, um, as I said, will be here faster than we know it. And if you have any feedback you'd like to give us, anything that you think we should do special for that show, I'm thinking um, one of the things I'd like to possibly do is get as many people in the studio that have been on the show in the past. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, keep that in mind. Um, and uh, as I said, we will be, um, uh, don't remember if I said it last week or this week, 
but we will be uh, hopefully dramatizing Pilgrim's Progress soon, and we'll be excited to get a bunch of people in the studio to do that. And uh, just a lot of exciting things that have come about as a result of being able to do the Speaking for Him podcast. And I thank the everlasting God for making that happen. So with that, I think we'll wrap up for this week. Um, And so until next week, I hope that you have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 